So I've got to share with you that I've had a very fascinating morning. Um, very exhausting and inspiring morning. When I, when I went to sleep last night, I decided we would talk about this, this sugya, Crocs on Yom Kippur, what you can and can't wear on your feet on Yom Kippur. But I was concerned. All I had prepared when I went to sleep last night was the title. <laughs> and I'd also, by looking at the sugya, I realized there's not much to talk about. Uh, this morning I got up, starts with, with a most amazing and innocent little conversation um, between some Talmidim and, and Rabbi Loza ben Padas. And that just grows and grows. Abaya and Rova then come into it. Uh, and then you've got a, a beautiful riff, a Balamor, and now we're cutting across centuries. The riff, 11th century, the Balamor comes in, 12th century. He yells at the riff like you can't imagine that the Balamor is from Provence in Spain. And, and he wrote his, his Hagos on the riff, um, partially because he was concerned that the riff was becoming accepted in, in France. And the riff was bringing Sfaradi, uh, the, the North African approach, and this, the approach from Sfarad into France, although the, the Balamor himself was born in Spain, but he came to France as a very young child. And he was in Provence, and, and he d- d- was worried about the impact that the Riff was having on, uh, on, on, on Halochi in France. So he wrote to his, a little bit like the Rivet on the Rambam, that the, you know, he, he tackled the Riff. And here's one case where he really tackles the Riff. In walks his nephew, who I'd never really met before, the Shitas Harivav, is a nephew of the, of, of the Balamor. And he quotes his uncle and he says, but it's not okay. He says, my uncle's ignoring some really important things in the Gemara. Uh, and he gets all excited, and then, thank goodness, early, you know, not long before Shachris, the Ran came in and just settled everything beautifully with a, an unbelievable uh, piece of reasoning, which is what I really want to do with you today, um, which takes further the idea from yesterday, that yesterday we talked about the, the role of context, that there's some gezerot which are universal, and they apply no matter what, and there's some gezerot which are contextual. And the difference between the Vilna Gaon and the Bira and the Vilna Gaon and the Maiserav, to know when a Gezerah is contextual and when a Gezerah is universal. If you don't use context, you become a rigid fundamentalist. You can never move. And if you use context all the time, you become a fluid reformist and you don't have any Torah left. So, so this idea of where do you position, how do you use context, when do you apply it, it, it ties right in, Ribshol, to our discussion on WhatsApp. Isn't that right? With... Um, with the Rambam, where do you use context to understand Chazal and, and Poskim, and where is context irrelevant? Uh, because if you start with context, you can say the Ten Commandments were given to a nomadic tribe in the desert, and it doesn't apply today. Uh, and if you don't apply with, if you don't work with context, then everything is rigid, and nothing is developmental, and nothing is nothing evolves. So, so much of halacha is understanding, and that one gets through Gemara. You can't get that from learning Shulchan Aruch. It's through learning Gemara and Poskim that you start to get the feel of how to work. And so much of learning and psak is feel. So much of it is art, not science. It's art and science. But if you leave out the artistic side of it, you don't get the feel. And without the feel, 
you can't really navigate your way through it. So this is a this piece of run is is a great piece for that purpose. So, so let's get move it through it quite quickly until we we get to the run. So the innocent question that they asked Rabbi Loza ben Pedat is Shal Can you wear Crocs on Yom Kippur? Not a big, it's an easy kind of a question. Not exactly what Shaim is, we don't know. Some say it's cork, and some say it's a a reedy kind of shoe, but it's a non-leather shoe that is quite firm. That's, that seems clear. And then the Gemara uses a strange language. got up on his feet, and I saw it this morning in front of me. Rabbi Yitzchak Banachmeni, he didn't just sit there and kind of lounging in his chair and saying, hey, this is what I think. He stood up and he, and he said, I'll give you evidence. I saw I saw Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi wearing crocs on Yom Kippur. I saw it. So he doesn't go into the whole discussion, can you, can't you, should you, should. I saw Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. What more do you need to know? It's a little bit the Simon like our discussion in the Chabur, right? I saw it. What more do you need to know? That's it. I've seen it. Yeah, but you've got to access them, so we've got to get back to them. Then we've got to ask our Rabbeim, did you see anybody? Do you know what was in your house? That's how we... Um, and I asked him, but Tainis Tibur Mai, okay, that's Yom Kippur. What about a Tainis Tibur when, when we're davening for rain? And there's reasons why that might be more Chomur. Omali Lushnai said, makes no difference, you can wear it either place. Omarabba Baba Chana, then Rabba Baba Chana came into the conversation. And, and, is it, and he, I was worried. Now, Rabbi Baba Khanna was going to come into the conversation. Who knows what he was going to say? No, that's not right. A big argument. No, he says. I actually saw it not on Yom Kippur. I saw that, that Rabbi Loza de Meninve go out on, with, with Crocs on, on a regular fast day. What about Yom Kippur? Amari Leishnai said to me, it makes a difference. Rabbi Yudha Nafik Bidahitni, Abaya Nafik Bidahutsi, Rav Nafik Bidivli, Rabbi Barav Huna Karik Sudra Karev Nafik. These are all different types of shoes that aren't made from leather. Lots of people who went out from that. Then we've got a whole interesting piece in the Gemara about prosthetics. And there's a problem with prosthetics because in those days they could be taken off and put on very easily and questions of carrying it on Shabbos and questions of whether it's a shoe or it isn't a shoe. Uh, and Rava comes at the end of it and says on the question of prosthetics on Shabbos is, is the issue, however, uh, whether it's a shoe or not, but the Kula Alma Minalu, it is a shoe. Um, the Rif comes through, quotes the Gemara, and, and it seems quite clear from the Rif that the Rif has no issue with the Gemara. They asked Rabbi Loza ben Pedat about wearing these shoes on, on Yom Kippur. And he brings on with Rabbi Subhan Achmeni Arachmavin. says, Ani Raiti, and so on and so on, right until the end. And Rabbi Baravuna, Avakarik Sudra, Akarev, Anafik, he used to bind his foot with some, a lot of material and felt and things, and he used to walk that way. Um, and that's how the riff leaves it, clearly indicating that as far as he's concerned, as long as it's not made from leather, there's, there's, no, there's no problem. This is a big thing in the poskim, by the way. If you start looking even in the Mishtabrura and the Rosh and the recent poskim, not so clear. There's a lot of discussion, but this is where it all comes from. Says the Ran. So this is the point at which the Ran comes into the room and he calms things down. And the Ran brings it and he says, brings the question, and he explains the question. Firstly, let's understand the question. 
minalhu ilav minalhu. Do we classify a crock as a shoe or not as a shoe? I'm using the term crock, but you know what I mean. All these different types includes canvas, synthetic running shoes, all of these things are in the, in the same category. Well, it, 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 well, yeah, it, well, the, clearly it wasn't leather. Leather was, the, if you were going to see the melech, you would go in leather. You wouldn't wear crocs, right. Um, and, and that's important because here you see what the question is. Is it defined as a shoe? Because you remember in halacha we've talked often, it's about defining the object, not getting into the philosophy of it. We know you can't wear a shoe on Yom Kippur. What is a shoe? That's halacha. Once you've defined what a shoe is, then you know what you can wear and you can't wear. Is a crock a shoe? Isn't it a shoe? And even if you say a crock is not a shoe, but on the other hand, it protects you from stones and rocks and, and things in the, in the road, and therefore it, it shouldn't be worn on, on, on Yom Kippur. And we come to the conclusion it's not a, a minal, it's not a, a shoe. And we don't say, yes, it's not a shoe, but it's still osu. Why not? Because we've got enough Rabbonin who we saw wear also, wore all sorts of different shoes. You don't need anything more than that. It's clear from the way they dressed that that was, that that was allowed. And that's the end of the discussion as far as the run is concerned in the way he understands the riff. Uh, the, part of the, the, the whole thing comes from our concerned because we learn on Dafa'in Zayin in Amodalif, at the bottom of Amodalif, the, the source of, of not wearing shoes is from Mini Raglech Mi Yachef, the Yirmiyahu says. It's a, it's a posik of don't do Averis because you'll land up going into Galut barefoot. So the question is, how barefoot do you need to be? Does barefoot mean no shoes? Or does barefoot mean you need to be able to feel the ground? If you're protected, if you're insulated from the, the, the kind of the terrain on which you're walking, that's not barefoot. So that's the whole discussion. Is it literally yachef, you've got to be barefoot? Or is it just the chazal decided, no shoes, that's what it means. Hilkach therefore says the ran, b'chol minal she'enu shel'or yotzin bo b'yom ha'kipurink, v'zehu da'at harif. Any shoe which is not leather, you can wear in Yom Kippur. He has the Balamor I told you about. He gets all upset. And he says, Anything which protects you from the terrain is called a shoe. Even if it's not made from leather. And then the run beautifully summarizes in the Kot Haiklala Biyadcha. Rashi holds, wood is still a shoe, and other things are not. The Balamor holds, nothing, they're all shoes if, if they protect you. It doesn't matter what it's made from. So Rashi says something firm, like wood or how hard are plastics and things, those, those would be shoes. The, the Balamor says everything's a shoe. Vasiri. And the Rif says nothing's a shoe if it's not made from leather. That's the range of Allahic opinion. But the piece that I wanted to learn with you was the Ran asks a brilliant Kasha. He says, if Crocs, again, I'm using the word Crocs metaphorically and broadly, if crocs are not shoes, how can you wear them on Yom Kippur? Not because of wearing shoes on Yom Kippur, but because of what? They're not shoes. You're carrying them. The only reason you can wear clothes is because they're clothes. You can wear a jacket because it's a jacket. You can wear trousers because it's a trousers. You can wear shoes because it's shoes. But if it's not shoes, then you're carrying this thing which isn't a shoe. It's an amazing question. How can that be done? And he answers even more amazingly. And he says, on Yom Kippur, it's a shoe. It's true that it's a not a shoe during the year because people don't use it as a shoe. But on Yom Kippur, since you can't use leather shoes, 
this thing that you wear, whether it's a canvas running shoe or it's a synthetic running shoe or it's a croc, that's a shoe on Yom Kippur. Ah, if it's a shoe on Yom Kippur, you can't wear it because it's a shoe. So you see here, you've got to, when you're defining halachic terms, you've got to define them in the context. It's a shoe legabi hilchas Shabbos. It's not a shoe legabi hilchas Yom Kippur. In the context of Shabbos, it is a shoe. Therefore, you can wear it. On Yom Kippur, says the Ran, maybe you can't wear it on other Shabbosim. The only reason you can wear it on Yom Kippur is because everybody's wearing them on Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, it becomes a shoe. It's an amazing thing. It magically turns into a shoe on Yom Kippur. After Yom Kippur is over, it's no longer a shoe. And next Shabbos, you can't wear it because it's not a shoe. Um, and, uh, but as far as Hilchus Yom Kippur is concerned, it, it, it's not a shoe and therefore you can wear it. So the same object is classified differently depending on the halachic context in which you're classifying it. And that's an important conversation always to have in halacha. What are we talking about? Are we talking about Hilchus Tumah? Are we talking about Hilchus Shabbos? Are we talking about Hilchus Yom Kippur? Because the definitions will differ depending on the context and you have no flexibility if you don't understand context. Um, and finally, the Shulchan Aruch brings Paskins like the riff that everything's okay if it's not, if it's not leather. And the Beragola brings the sources, the riff and the Rosh on our Gemara on Daf Ayin Ches, the piece of riff that we've, that we've just learned. This is something that's important not only in learning halacha, but when you're dealing with people when you're leading people, when you're in business, always important that when you're defining an, an, an idea or an object or a legal term, very important to define what context are we talking about. It doesn't apply uh, like you do a, a contract and you say the domicile of the contract is, uh, I don't know where, the Cayman Islands. That means just look at this contract. It doesn't mean everything I do, I live in the Cayman Islands. It doesn't mean that. It just means for the purpose of this contract. That's how you define it. Always define ideas and objects in a specific context, or if it's global, then you say it's a global definition. But it needs to be very clear in your mind. And in halacha, that is key.